Hey, you're listening to Sonic Podcast Adventure, the world's most way past cool Sonic podcast. My name is Sean Aitchison, and I'm joined as always by... I'm Chris Dobbins, and today we are joined by a special guest to talk about Sonic music. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Allison Lockhart. I love Sonic music passionately. Uh, like these people, I also have a Sonic tattoo, and I am the creator of Battle of the Bands, uh, and just really happy to talk about heavy metal and rock today. I forgot about your Sonic tattoo. It's uh, it's the scene where they're about I have to race. Cursed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the line again? You have a great yeah. one. I don't have one yet. <laughs> Oh, I thought you. Ha- oh, see, I'm hard- I'm like plugging into the future. Then you got to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I I I made a personal deal with myself that I would only get a Sonic tattoo if something happened, and that thing has not happened yet, so I haven't gotten it. Okay. All right. Well, my fingers are cut. But in the way, though, is now that I've put this into the podcast. If you get one, then. I'll be right, and that will make me feel oh, yeah. way better about my introduction. <laughs> we have to hold this episode yeah. in the archive until that happens. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, so we're talking about sonic music, uh, and we wanted you to join us first of all because you are a musician yourself. You are making a show about musicians. You are a Sonic fan. There's there's so many reasons we wanted to join you. Also, you seem like a delightful person to talk to about sonic music. <laughs> Oh, so kind. And just in general. Yeah, I'm yeah in general. Oh, I mean, the same is thrown <laughs> back at you. Thank you. I love um, your guys' work. So and Chris's music, or Chris's art is phenomenal of the Sonic thank you. Oh, I know. variety. Yeah. Yeah, Chris's art is, you know what? Controversial opinion on music, this podcast. Music, Chris's music, music. We're talking about music. We're talking about music. Move on. Move on. We're talking about music. Not today. You would, why? You won't let me do bits? Fine. Move on. Um, so we're, t- we're talking about Sonic music. Uh, Allison, uh, tell me, tell us and tell the listeners uh, your history with Sonic and specifically like Sonic music as like a focus of uh, the fandom or of the uh, the franchise. Oh, my God. This, I knew this was going to start off with a hard question. My history with Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm like retelling a relationship story. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're exes, but we're still friends. <laughs> so, so growing up, uh, so I'm from Seattle, Washington, originally, and everybody in, and I'm not going to age myself, but growing up, uh, that's kind of where Microsoft is like the land is Microsoft forever. So every kid had an Xbox, like it was Xbox City, and my family was the. Uh, Nintendo family so you could go play Halo at like 8 million houses in the neighborhood but we we were the ones with like Mario Party and Mario Kart and all that kind of stuff so it was kind of fun being like the quintessential Nintendo kid and I still am like Nintendo's probably my favorite uh, so with PlayStation and, and kind of the Sega Sony all that kind of stuff I never really like engaged with but my brother had like a friend who lived a couple houses over, he's from Germany. This has nothing to do with the story, but I just like really need you to know he was from Germany. His name was Jasper. Uh, but I remember him because uh, he had a uh, Sega Dreamcast. So that was the only time I'd really like seen that console. And when since it wasn't the Xbox, which everybody else had, and it was kind of like a bit older, we, we always wanted to go over and play it because that's where we played um, Jet Set Radio for the first time, which was like phenomenal. And I, I didn't know the name of that game until like I like became a teenager because I remember playing it as like like a kid kid with my like older brother he's four years older than me and this kid Jasper from Germany because <laughs> everybody needs to know that about this person um I like I was just like oh it's that cool like 
it, it felt like a fever dream. I was like, that game where you like roller skate around and graffiti things. And like, I never knew what it was until I got older. And I was like, oh, it has a name. I didn't dream that. But he had Sonic Adventure. <laughs> and that was really like the kicker of it. Because there were all these like fresh and cool games. And I think like subconsciously what really did draw me to Sonic, and maybe I didn't know that as like a, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kid is is how fresh it was with the music. And I know we're gonna talk about that today, but like it definitely was different from and that's why I also mentioned Jet Set Radio just because it also has phenomenal music. Uh is just like it was so different than the kind of waltzy orchestral like Mario stuff and things like that. So but finally I got my own PlayStation. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle is my favorite game of like all time. I'm sure that is a, a common <laughs> goal we have amongst <laughs> all of us. Uh, so I'm definitely like, and why I'm a bit nervous is I'm a very like 3D Sonic person. I've definitely gone back and like played some levels of the other ones. And yes, I know like Green Hill Zone theme and stuff like that, but I definitely come from the 3D era. But yeah, fought for my life to get that Sonic Adventure 2 battle vinyl. Got it. Great. <laughs> life goal achieved. It's been it was so, <laughs> they, they, so they many times. I was going to say they've they've done like a couple of reprinting because they just sell out immediately. Yeah, I like I was watched it like a hawk because I was like the one like the only <laughs> records I've like been like distraught to get were like Andrew WK's I Get Wet because like nobody really like was that album wasn't that popular so they didn't print that many so when they did a reprint I was like eagle screech to the website like let me have it and then it's the same <laughs> thing same thing with the Sonic Adventure too like I was like. I don't, I'm going to like, I don't care about the email alert. I want to be on the, the website the second it comes on sale. Yes. Oh, yeah, don't get me started on email alerts being yeah. like 10 minutes late. That's how I missed the Sonic shoes from, uh, no. uh, 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 who's made again? FIFA. Is that? No, it was, or? uh, Fila. Was it Fila? Whatever. FIFA is, is soccer. My guy. Yeah. yeah, which I was yeah, following whatever. you because they do Still, wear yeah. sh- they do wear shoes in soccer. So oh, I, I have to yeah. see football here. <laughs> it's football. Um, <laughs> Someone's gonna come break my window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I very similar where it's like the Sonic Adventure Two is like that like third eye opening experience for a lot of people, where it's like even in like entering three because like you know. Uh, what the uh, classic Sonic was different that it was like oh it's faster a little bit more attitude but like 3D Sonic Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 is like in your face very different from everything else especially the music the I hadn't thought about the contrast uh, to Mario where it was just like delightful orchestral like you know something that's like bouncy and fun and keeps you you know in the mood of the game but then Sonic is just like guitar riff, you know, like your older brother, like <laughs> doing a cool guitar riff in the, in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that that's kind of like what I was looking in when I was going down memory lane uh, with some of the tracks is it's like, obviously, like I, I play the drums and I, I grew up playing woodwind. So I'm a band nerd. So I play like the saxophone and flute and clarinet. So I, I am like, quote unquote, I would never say this about myself anywhere else, but maybe here, but like I'm orchestrally trained. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't play that very regularly, mainly the drums. But that is kind of the thing I noticed is like, Mario and uh, of course Zelda too some of the you know really big pop games you know in the a- late 80s cuz I cuz Sonic's like 91 yeah that's like his mm-hmm. inception 
Yeah, it's like these yeah. like yes, very orchestral. Like, of course, Zelda is supposed to be like a fantasy fantasy game, so it's got that you know very like film score esque march to it. And my Mario's also kind of a march with the the shuffle that it has. Now, I'm not going to go into too much drum speak because I am the most ragtag drummer, self taught <laughs> person in the world. And I don't know. I don't want some like. 30-year-old, you know, practice drummer to jump in your Sonic comments and be like, Alice, who well, doesn't I know like what that's like the is. biggest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like the biggest, like, difference is that, like, I'd say between 3D Sonic and 2D Sonic and also just, like, most video game music in general is, like, both Mario and Sonic have this, like, setup of this video game music was originally designed to kind of keep you focused to be this pattern uh built music that really like hones in on your ability to like like get in the in the zone of the game um like very specifically they like studied the patterns of music that help you focus most and put that in there um and that's true for both mario and sonic in like the 2d era and it, when mario entered 3d it be kind of kind of became the same thing but you know now they can do it with an orchestra and have more, uh, you know, sound uh, like storage for the, for the sound uh, and memory space. Uh, and but Sonic, which is like, nah, guitars. Yeah, <laughs> let's they go like funky and rap and, and rock. Like scissor kicked Mario out of the way. And they were like, here we go. <laughs> um, I have my it's funny. I my like relationship to Sonic music is so strange because like. <laughs> this is such a weird part about my music taste is that my music taste started with like two main things and Sonic is the bigger one of the two but the first one was like watching old Flash cartoons on Newgrounds with like badass fight scenes and I'd be like I want to listen to that song that they put in there and then I go find the song and that like formed like the basis of my music taste but before that was like constantly just opening up the GameCube uh, copy of Sonic Adventure 2 uh, and going to sound test and just listening to the music and not playing the game. I would do that like just to listen to the music over and over again. I love that. Uh, oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I, I've said it before on this podcast, but like I didn't, uh, I was bad at the games and I still am. Uh, so my friend would give me his save copy so I could just play any level I wanted or the last level over and over again. Uh, and then I would just, you know, play the sound test because all the so songs were unlocked with his um, with his save, uh, his memory card save. Um, and yeah, so like I I got really into like Crush 40 and all of the character themes and stuff from both Adventure 1 and 2. And like that, like laid the basis for me getting to like pop punk and like pop rock and like indie indie pop punk. Uh, like I, I don't think I would have had a punk music taste if it wasn't for Crush 40. I love that. And I love that it's Crush 40 because, and th this is like my nerdy Sonic stuff is because I love 80s hair metal, like more than probably anything else on the planet. And it's so <laughs> funny because these guys like Tony Harnell, uh, who does some of the tracks on uh, Sonic Adventure 2 as we're, we're talking, he, oh God, he, he was like a, I don't want to say a founding member, but he at one time was a part of Skid Row, which is like a classic 80s band. And he's he's in the Norwegian band. I think currently, I think he rejoined, but I might be wrong. But a band called TNT, not the ACDC song, but a, a band called that. So like like prime 80s hair metal. And then Ted Poley is also, a, a, I think he's the vocalist for um, City Escape, which a oh, beautiful track. Uh, but he's yeah. also like, a, his band is Danger Danger from the 80s. So they're not like big bands like, 
Guns N' Roses because we would know if Axl Rose sung a Sonic song. But like they're they're still like in that heyday where like everybody was in a, you know, 80s Sunset Strip metal band. And it's just bonkers that these guys do Sonic themes. Like, it's so yeah. cool. I, I, did a, <laughs> I did a bit of research into this, and it, it, there's a, a Vice article uh, from uh, 2016, uh, and it's uh, by Annie McDonald, uh, and it's titled How Sonic the Hedgehog Kept Glam Rock Alive After Its Grungy Demise. And it basically talks about how, like, all the people who were recruited to sing like these very like hair metal glam rock uh, like ballads in Sonic Adventure one and two were or, or mostly two um, were people who were in like these glam rock bands during the era where it was starting to die out. So like they got to continue it through Sonic where like their bands might not have taken off. A weird fact is that um, I, Allison, I don't know if you watched uh, Peacemaker or is it yeah, Peacemaker, uh, the uh, the DC series. But that's like full of like the one glam with, uh, rock. John Cena. Yeah. And like uh, what uh, James Gunn was posting like or adding to a Spotify playlist every week with the songs that were added. And amongst them was Hardline, which is Johnny Gielli's band, you know, that, yeah. he had, that Jen Sinewe was a fan of and like recruited him from. So it's very weird to be like uh, to see, you know, the more the more well known like Johnny Gielli project is Crush 40. And like, it's so interesting to see that, like, he is still part of like glam rock history enough that like James freaking Gunn was putting his songs in like in peace uh, in Peacemaker. That's amazing. I have not seen that show and I, I've heard good things about it. So this this might now be my kicking point is, <laughs> is this man. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because like he even and I how did you say his last name? Because it's, it's uh, John Gialli, I think. Gialli? Okay. Well, sorry, Mr. Gialli. Um, But I think it's crazy because he's... So on his tracks, because I feel like Ted and Tony uh, really, like, epitomize that, like, Bon Jovi-esque, like, 80s stadium rock. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like Johnny dips more. And this is why I love Sonic Music is because, like, every genre is, like, present. Like, there's jazz tracks with, like, xylophone for, like, Rouge. And there's, like, yeah. more, like techno inspired like Eggman tracks but then like Johnny's like you know like Live and Learn and some of these openings like we're dipping into the fun like 2000s like new metal-y vibes and I'm like I love this <laughs> yeah like yeah. I I love that Julian K has done some songs because like I I wish I could have heard Linkin Park do a song for a Sonic game Julian K is oh the closest we're gonna get, but yeah. like I'm like, oh man, like I I, I would have killed to hear uh, Chester well, like, singing a song for fucking Shadow. Yeah, I was gonna say I think like if like if their takeoff happened like a year later, where in in the sense of like oh like they're taking they, they'd be open to be taking offers like from video games instead of being a, a really big band, like it probably would have happened. <laughs> that seems like a band that like. Uh, Jin Senoi would like, especially because like Lincoln Park, the way I describe Lincoln Park is put the lyrics in Japanese and that's like uh, an Annie song band. That's the, those are like <laughs> they sound almost exactly oh, like yeah. they, uh, like uh, 2000s uh, anime openings. Yeah. Well, that's why like um, Lincoln Park was Beach. like, like, oh, well, like they were like the heyday of like AMVs and stuff. So that yeah, makes exactly. Sense to yeah, me. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say that like because 
I, I, I focused on what I knew from uh, Sonic stuff, which is like vocal tracks from the 3D era of games uh, like, you know, Sonic Adventure and on. Um, but Chris, you you know a little bit more about like the classic stuff. A tad, not too much, but like the the if we're going all the way back to the beginning, the first game, its music was done by um, Masato Nakamura, who was the bassist and songwriter for the uh, Japanese pop band Dreams Come True. So like ever since oh. Sonic's inception, it's always had pop music in in the yeah. forefront when it comes to it. I mean, there's the like, nobody really knows the story anymore. There's so many versions of it now, but like Michael Jackson being involved in the Sonic 3 music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've um, heard that. <laughs> yeah. And just in general, like it, it, you know, like it's tough because like, you know, people say like, oh, original Sonic had attitude. Like he had like a little bit of attitude, but like there is a huge contrast between like Sonic music and Mario music. Like one, it is just a delightful romp for mario and sonic's like here is like all of the pop music that japan is into at the time kind of being funneled into the very simple but very effective uh like you know 16-bit uh sounds yeah i mean i don't know know what more to say than that (laughs) you kind of got it right on the nose (laughs) um i I did want to go back to to like uh I, i i i did research on this to make sure i wasn't the only one that this happened to where like sonic like primed me to uh to get into my own music taste. Um, but there's, there's a different vice article, uh, from, uh, Morgan Troper called the Sonic Venture two soundtrack was, uh, air defining and awesome. Uh, and it's a bit of a long quote, but I want to, I want to read it. It's, uh, and while it may sound grandiose, it was also something of a gateway, uh, as a prepubescent youth, uh, with only a passive interest in contemporary popular music, this was my first extended exposure to anything within the vicinity of punk or hip hop. So like, like Sonic is, is this is such a like especially Sonic Venture 2 is such a mix of like we said like the the rock that got me into punk but then also the funk and the hip hop for people who never might have never heard it before yeah Oh yeah, I mean you can't. Um, I mean you can't go further without Ghost Pumpkin Hill. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely. I wasn't as much into rap as a kid, but I, I've gone back and listened to all of them, and they're like, God, these are cheesy as hell, but they are like, like so, like, like well built and well composed, and like, like so earnest in being this. It, it, it sounds demeaning when I say it, but it really it's like it's baby's first rap. Like, just, yeah, like I, 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 I mean would, it in a bad way. No, I totally get that. But like, I also think that's just Sonic music in general. Like, I think the cheesiest uh, soundtrack that Sonic has ever had is Sonic Heroes. But it's still a great soundtrack. <laughs> and that's it's like yeah. the cheesiness okay, is why worried, I like I was, it. Was, <laughs> I was worried that was going to go a different way. I was like, no, Sonic Heroes is great. No, no, like, oh, Sonic yeah. Heroes was my favorite <laughs> Sonic game when I was a little kid. I had the album with all of the vocal tracks on it. I had a, a CD of it, and I drove my dad up the fucking wall with how much <laughs> I would listen to it on car rides. Well, okay, so now here's where I know we're different. I, I had a, like a little CD player as a kid, and, and like I... 
like and still to this day i like like being in the corner don't bother me i have my headphones on uh, and i was like that very young um and like sonic music on repeat was what i was playing and that and maybe some weird out tracks but mostly sonic music <laughs> i mean that was me in oh, like we- <laughs> middle school and high school but sonic heroes was like fourth grade fifth grade for me so it was the perfect time for like f- asking my dad to put this album that he bought me play it in the car when we're going on a road trip and just like absolutely going mental. I know he did. I know he didn't say anything about it, but I know he was mental about it. I have a, uh, so like they were probably my favorite band until I like started really getting into like uh, punk and rock and stuff like that. Um, but I have a very specific uh, memory of like being in a if it wasn't a Sam Goody, it was a Tokyo pop store, which I think at some point they oh, might have wow. uh, each other. <laughs> Regardless, it was a very old uh, aging myself mall store that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and we were looking through CDs and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a Sonic CD. And it was the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's all the songs that like I have to open up the GameCube to listen to normally. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I can't I, I don't I, I used my allowance money that week or whatever, and I couldn't get it. And then like two weeks later, uh, it was my birthday and my brother had secretly bought it for me. Wow. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Uh, and and so I had that, I wish I still had it because it, it was a very nice <laughs> CD. And it's like I, I wish I still like had all my old uh, physical media from that time. But I wore that thing out. The, the sh- I'm pretty sure the shell broke too, like or the, the not the shell, the jewel case broke because i just like listen to it so much like i love that wholesome story that's like i i'm so heartbroken you don't have that soundtrack that sounds like a holy grail <laughs> oh my god it's 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 why i'm like kind of considering like it's because i know getting like vinyl uh and getting into vinyl and a record and getting record player is such like a slippery slope of an expensive hobby like i'm already into mechanical keyboards <laughs> i can't is. add another fucking expensive hobby to the mix um but like if even if I don't get that, I think I would buy the record next time they print it just because like it's an it's a very nice display piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's got like beautiful like it, it's a double vinyl and it's it, the I'm forgetting vinyl terms. What is it? The inserts like there's there's two inserts. So you've got that art going on, but then there's a lyric book in it. So like literally like all the <laughs> lyrics to these songs that we're talking about being like the cheesy friendship running around fast. Yes. It's just great. <laughs> it, you, it, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how like if it's worth them for them to like do all of the music like that they've done for on vinyl, like do just did a, whole, a, a printing of all of them and like package them together. But I, I doubt it because oh, really only Sonic Adventure 2 was like the most iconic one for them. Oh, no, to, they, to print. they would only do Adventure and Adventure 2 because I don't yeah. see anybody buying a vinyl of like Sonic Freeriders soundtrack. <laughs> it's like a dinner party. Hey. Like, oh, that? That's yeah. my Sonic Heroes vinyl. Yes, please. Please ask me about it. <laughs> Well, that's that's um, why I buy some of the vinyls that I have is is you like it's like, do I is it on my list? Do I want this? Is this an artist that I want Two, it? Would this be hilarious to put on if I was having like an adult like wine and cheese night? That's a very <laughs> valid reason. Yeah. Is that why you have the Shrek one? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I have a Backstreet Boys right behind me. I have a Backstreet Boys uh, album on vinyl. Yeah, it's like those ones that you can just whip out and have people be like, why, why do you have this? <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a respectable way to go about buying vinyl. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, there's one more thing I wanted to say before we just like kind of get into talking about our favorite tracks. But, um, oh yeah, like I think the thing about like Sonic Heroes that, um, that I liked specifically was that it, um, the, first of all, it, it's, it's, it's the most cheesy track because it is the name of the game, which the name already <laughs> being very cheesy just in the lyrics. Um, but have you seen the the video uh, where it's like the storyboard uh, rough track that he lays out? Because um, like the the way that Crush Forty no. works is that Jin Sinaway oh, would so good. like write the music. Yeah, uh, let me I'll see find, I find it. it. Uh, I'll find okay. it. Sean, so, you talk. I'll so find it. yeah, so so Jin Sinaway would like write the music, right? Like write the tracks and and put it together without vocals. Uh, and then because like uh, Johnny wasn't much of like a video game player, he would treat it like uh, like a movie. He would get he would receive the music and then receive uh storyboards or visuals or like cutscenes that had been uh rendered already and um kind of make the lyrics based on that but first he would start by just kind of laying down like the the melody of the vocals and he just kind of like riffs and scats basically <laughs> into the mic <gasps> to to make to lay it out i will argue that Sonic Heroes main track is pretty cheesy, but the other track, the like, oh, what's the name of it? Oh yeah, I say I uh, saved it in my. This is it. This machine. Where's my little? Or Team Chaotix. Both of them are very good. It's the um. I saved it. I'm so. Oh, we, the we can the like because like the the opening is like the like the, like what Chris was saying like the game title being like sung multiple times but the like we can theme is really cheesy and it's so good yeah it's that is the most like like friendship is the strongest power yeah. like <laughs> like ass one ever <laughs> and i, I love it I, I was gonna say i don't know who what youtube commentator so i'm not stealing a bit or a joke but somebody was talking about how all sonic songs and this is coming from a place of love not in any way it is but the, the, the lyrics are all about like friendship as we're just talking about and like fighting hard and running fast and stuff like that they do kind of sound like they went into the vocal booth and they were just like just like riff it's just johnny just riff about like being fast and having friends <laughs> and high-fiving and like sometimes they do sound like that a little bit <laughs> they're like such the tracks of like high school summer vacation does that does that make sense yeah <laughs> um what i was gonna say though is like yeah sonic heroes i guess now we can just kind of talk about like favorite tracks and i'll probably be going super out of order though but like it, while we're still on sonic heroes uh we can is great but this machine and tank team chaotics are like the ones that my little like elementary school brain was like, oh, I'm badass for listening to these. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they they whip like those are some of the best songs they've they've put out, like some of the like, like probably the in my opinion, the best non crush 40 tracks are uh, are uh, team chaotics and this machine. Hell yeah. I mean, the level, and that's the, like, the level music, like, on top of that, like, I know everybody waits for the Sonic games to be released to hear that opening track, but then the levels are just, like, delightful and insane, and and that's kind of the thing with, once again, I don't compose music or do anything like that, like, writing-wise, but even as just, like, a player, and I know you, uh, both of you can probably agree, it's, like, you can kind of tell... Even without opening up Sonic Adventure 2 or Sonic Heroes or any of them, right? Like the the Rings one or the Werewolf one. I'm trying to remember how many like 
weird ones they've had, but you can kind of tell a little bit of where you're at. Like, oh, this is clearly like you because they, they have just those motifs of like, oh, this is probably a boss fight. And like, oh, I've heard this Eggman yeah. theme before, like especially with like the the guitar riffs and some of the more like industrial because I Sonic's whole thing of like fighting the military, um, you know, you can kind of tell when you're like <laughs> in, in, in that vibe because it sounds more like it, you know, and then yeah, versus like, like the- oh, we're. We're in the ghost with the rap era is like totally different than like, you know, Metal Harbor or something like that. Yeah, he, he's like Jin Senoue's like like scoring for for levels is so like spot on to the mood like every time. Like I, I'm I'm thinking back to uh, like even the vocal tracks that are four levels like uh, the Pumpkin Hill one. It's just like. Yeah, this is a rap, but it also has this feeling of like a spooky western, or like you know the 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 like gravestones in a desert. Like you, you get those vibes like out of it without even having to like see the level. You just get it straight from the music. I love it. It's delightful. I'm now I'm just thinking of level music because my favorite. Not to distract from Sonic Heroes, which is a delight, and I have oh, no, please, well, just const- we can just jump around and talk about our favorites now. <laughs> <laughs> we're constantly going to keep coming back to Sonic Adventure Two, but as I mentioned earlier, like I, I'm not like a jazz. I I did air quotes, but no one can see that. I'm not a jazz <laughs> person, but I, I do play the saxophone, and I I do you know people love that you know like. One of the most popular YouTube videos is like the lo-fi, you know, like jazz remixes that go on forever. But like, I just like you're playing through Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. You've you've gotten all the ska so far. You've gotten your your new metal tracks. You've gotten bunch of rock. And another thing that's really crazy about Sonic Adventure 2, and I think why Sonic music, especially when that came out, like the Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, is there's a lot of drum and bass drums to it i don't know if you guys know what drum and bass music or jungle i think is what it's called and i do not want to speak from any realm of knowing much about that music but <laughs> i dated somebody <laughs> i dated somebody who was really into that music so one day we're driving in the car and he's playing some of the, uh, some of these jungle tracks and it's literally that like really fast drum machine that sounds like the uh the white jungle level in sonic adventure 2 and i literally like an idiot out loud was like oh this sounds like sonic music and he was like okay <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but like, i think, that, I think there's like, something special about that from. because yeah, yeah like I, again it, it is it is baby's first like world music tour uh, because like, again, well, well, for, like, first of all, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 are both like the, uh, or, or specifically Sonic Adventure 2 takes place across the world. It is a world faring adventure. So the music reflects that. And as a result, it ends up being like a lot of people's exposure to different styles of music, even if say they never come back to any of them like that besides like a few of that like you or they only focus on a couple tracks like you can I can accurately say like I would not have like known like, it, it, like I would I have the exact same uh, experience if somebody played that music for you. I'm like, why does this sound familiar? Is it is it Sonic related? Because my, you know, I have brain worms. But <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it is delightful that it is baby's first like exposure to music. Like, <laughs> no, it's great. And seriously, like and, and I'll pop it in the chat or anybody listening, like go look up like uh, I can't name it. That's once again, I'm coming from a naive place, but like go look up like jungle music, obviously 
your first link will probably be the Jungle Book, and that's not what I'm talking about. But like <laughs> jungle, like <laughs> drum and bass. I did, I did that search earlier, so that's why I know that will come up. But like if you add in like drum and bass, and it's like it literally sounds like the opening to like so many tracks. And where I was going too is is just one of my favorite tracks is the. Uh, uh, I'm a spy for Security Hall, which is Rouge's, like, I think it's, like, the second time you play a Rouge level in Sonic Adventure 2, and it's just got the hippest xylophone, and yes. it's, like, I, that's, the yeah. one, that's the one that I could loop forever, and I'm gonna, hopefully I can say this word well, it's on like, the Sonic podcast, but that song's pretty sexy. It's a great Hell yeah. Rouge <laughs> <Whoa>. is <laughs> always sexy. Like, I love it. I yeah. love it. Um... Sonic X, every time she appears, there's like a sexy saxophone in the background music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, I, I mean, it, it's also like calling back to like classic, like, you know, uh, femme fatale, like spy characters where it's just like yes. every time the character's on screen, it's like, well, here are the saxophones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I love, I love how she is like full, like every time she is in a level or a scene, it is just, all spy music and I, it's so good <laughs> that's the exact um, descriptor it is that old school like 50s 60s like like spy jazz and it's just, it's just hip. it's very it's charlie's sexy. angels it's, is what it is yes 10 out of 10 we don't need to talk about her outfit it just it all goes great it's wonderful <laughs> Saxoph- saxophones <laughs> saxophones are sexy save all the comments for what we eventually do our rouge episode yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm like I said, I, I came from the, I, I came to this from a place of like my favorites are the vocal tracks of like certain eras of, of Sonic. So I focused on like researching and like remembering what are my favorites, um, because like I I, I get I, 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 I don't know music theory. I know what I like and I don't know music theory. Uh, so like if I tried to go back and research like, oh, why does Sonic one music work? So well? I think I would have just been talking out my ass. Um, so instead I'm just like, I just listed all my favorite tracks, which ended up all being vocal tracks. Um, so like, uh, in, um, like obviously fucking open your heart and live and learn. Like we have to talk about those. (laughs) Well, do we start with open your heart? Cause I will say the, cause Cause like they, there's the vocal tracks, which like sometimes are on the main menu and whatnot, but then they have like the introductories of them, or at least Sonic Adventure did. So when I was talking about that, like jungle uh, drum and bass beat, the like intro to like open your heart. I don't know where I couldn't remember where it was in the game, but like the like mini miniaturized version of it has that kind of drum beat in the beginning. So it's like really apparent there. And oh, then it yeah, right, just right. Bla- blasts like into the, the little cutscene that plays before yeah. you press start, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where it cuts straight to the gotta open your heart line and it like you could never understand what he was saying. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> until until he was like, oh he's saying gotta open your heart. Okay. <laughs> and talk um, about like you mentioned earlier, like like going from like these like eight bit, you know, like really whimsical, but it's still like even like even the the like I'm thinking of like the original like like Green Hill Zone theme and whatnot. Like it's still like upbeat and whimsical and like different than like we were talking about like Mario and Zelda, but like to come in with open your heart in 1998 and just like blow kids minds into like the walls behind them like oh my 
god. It's, it's Millhouse turning on Bonestorm and like his hair yeah. being blasted yeah. back. Yeah. Second advice is wearing a helmet because your mind will be blown. <laughs> well, because that was the thing. Um, like we went over to Jasper from Germany's house, and then this like fucking sick rock track is playing, and we're like, well, this doesn't happen at our house. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's literally doing what Nintendo don't. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like I. I, I, I feel like there have been different takes. I remember when you're talking to, I think uh, Steve Yurko said that he prefers open your heart over live and learn. I, I'm always going back and forth between the two. I like the most, but like open your heart has like, I, I love the slow build it has. And like that little intro, like uh guitar riff that kind of sounds like it's underwater. Does, does yeah. that, you get that vibe from that? Yeah. And it, it, which is so fitting obviously to the, to the game. Um, but like, yeah, I, th- I think I like open your heart a little bit better, but live and learn lives in my brain more just because, like I said, I would replay that final level so much. Uh, and it, Adventure 2 Battle came out before they did the DX release of Sonic Adventure. Uh, but God, they're like it like that. I, I, I have developed, you know, niches upon niches of music genre like taste. And these are still some of my favorite songs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I got on that divide. I don't know where Chris stands on the open your heart versus. Yeah, where do you stand? Not, not, that, it, not that it's like bad, but I, I, I think I might be I think I might be on the live and learn side. I, Again, I'll go I back switch, and forth, like depending on the day. Yeah, yeah I, I <laughs> certainly switch back and forth as well. But the the 30th anniversary symphony they did two years ago, that finale of live and learn with the orchestra is fucking incredible. Like, I I adore that version of the song so goddamn much. So I think that alone boosts Live and Learn just a little bit above Open Your Heart for me. I think Writing what it that is, down, is... So uh, I look it up later? <laughs> oh, yeah, let me... Yeah, they, they put the whole thing on Spotify, I think, too, yeah. Um, or, like, they, they, they put out the I'll, album I'll as a thing you can get. In, in the group. Uh, I was going to say, I think what it is, is that like not to not to, uh, you know, say that like uh, Johnny Gale is like better than uh, Ted Pulley and uh, Tony Harnell. Uh, am I getting those last names mixed up? Whatever. Um, but like, I think one of the things that like made him stick around and, and form Crush 40 out of all of the other artists he had worked with was the fact that like he has the range to do the more like shorter note holds that are in Live and Learn. And also like the ballad, like long note holds that are in Open Your Heart. Um, and they're just they're both just like the songs, um, you know, they're, they're both ballad but like live and learn. They're, they're different skills on display. And that's why it's kind of hard to compare them. Um, but that which is why I'm always on the fence about it. Absolutely. And like I am, I, I am not a singer. I avoid karaoke at any moment I can, but <laughs> just definitely from like, from like working with singers and, and being around that world, even on, even on my show and whatnot, it like singers are, are same thing, like artists, you know, like storyboard artists, animators, and, and just any type of job or craft, like there there's different sectors and things like that. And I think it is, it's probably the reason why it's so hard to compare kind of like the three singers that we're, we're talking about right now is because they're, they're definitely in different zones. They're all professionals, but they're in different zones because like when yeah. I think of, 
of the tracks that Johnny does. That's why I keep, it's not like new, when I, when I'm saying new metal, I don't mean it's like corn is, which would be another artist I would throw on the, that would be a great Sonic <laughs> opening thing. Well, the the like, way I described it was, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted your thought. Go on. Oh no! I was, I was just gonna say like like, but it, but it's it's a bit gruffer. I think some more of his tracks. I think Ted, uh, Ted yeah. and Tony are very in that eight, and that makes sense, right? Of the history that we're talking about is like they're very very much from that like eighties like glam metal hair metal kind of stuff. And I I don't yes. I mean obviously they they're singers, so they absolutely could do any of you. But any of these people could sing any of these tracks. But I think the grit and more of the like two thousands like post grunge like that that era of like you know like yes. I'm, I'm thinking of the jo- the joke bands i listened to like <laughs> creed and nickelback and stuff yeah. like that but that was a really <laughs> that was a big genre no, like for that's the, a good description yeah <laughs> it's it is it is a voice that could like it's a voice that you know, like he has the talent for like those like glam metal like uh like long note holding you know ballad uh songs but like the the actual sound of his voice could also be at home in grunge or in like pop rock or like even some versions of like pop punk. Uh, and I think yeah. that's what it is. It's like he's got that gritty kind of scratchiness to his voice that, you know, lives in the era, uh, the, the realm of grunge. But he has like training and experience doing glam metal. And I think that's I think why like he ended up being the one that got like that stuck around uh, as as like the voice of Sonic for a while. What a quote. What is what a, what an ability to be able to tell your kids I'm the voice of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- metaphorically, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, what I was going to say, though, too, was that um, I, I think it's like I, I, I researched um, Metalocalypse for uh, the podcast was in the breezer. They did an episode about it. And I, I learned something that like I, I didn't realize this is something that a lot of like death metal singers like like the actual method for that, like, you know, that death metal voice is that it's a percussion instrument. You're treating your voice like a percussion instrument. And it's like, oh, OK, like like that. I kind of feel that a little bit with Sonic, not necessarily a percussion instrument, but like the, the fact that like he has the ability to play his voice like an instrument, uh, like, you know, like a. um uh, like a power ballad instrument, but then he has the ability to like turn it into it. I'm rambling. I completely lost the train of thought, but you know what I'm trying to say where it's like it, it, it is. Yeah, no, I, I despite it being and I don't mean to sound to minimize uh, despite it being sonic tracks, you are hearing somebody with like very good, like artistry and skill to their voice. Like. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I, like, and I just, you know, for my Oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a big thing is that like Sonic music isn't like great because it's Sonic music. It's great because it's genuinely good music. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. I was just going to jump in same same comment of like and that's the thing is like those three people and I actually want to bring up a fourth if that's okay. Yeah, um, of course. Oh, please. Like, those yeah. Are three, about three. three these three singers are like they're, they're professionals all of them are i actually you know oh before i say my other thing what's so funny is i was like making a little like playlist so i could remember the song titles uh before we started and you know like spotify tells you when like people are on tour like when you like play their track and it's like oh yeah. hey like harry styles is 
playing at this venue somewhat close to you. So I was listening to uh, City Escape and apparently Ted Foley is playing somewhere in England Whoa. soon. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do I go? Do <laughs> he's not gonna sing, he's not gonna sing Sonic songs. Who cares? Like, he not, like, like, <laughs> that's so funny. Um well oh I, I, I shared it with you Chris it. It a little so bit funny. before we, we I found it's not the original uh track, uh, but it, it, it is him doing like a twentieth anniversary track. We there's uh, uh, hold on, come on, pace. There's a video of him laying down the track for City Escape. Yeah, the remix from Generations. Generations, that, that's what it was. Uh, and it's so interesting to see him like singing this, and it's like, oh wow, he is taking care of his voice. It sounds like identical to the game. Yeah. Sean, you were talking about like death metal vocalists, and you were looking up, uh, you know, Brendan Small stuff for Metalocalypse, and you have to yeah. take care of your voice. Like it's it's like yes, it's so important, or you like won't be able to sing. And like I can think of some even like pop punk singers, and I will not name names, but if you watch videos of them playing now, you can tell that like some people who <laughs> used to hit really really high notes can't hit high notes anymore. Mm-hmm. And or it's like, just like even just like <laughs> I I um I've seen I saw Descendants live, and, and I'll, I'll I'll chalk this up to they were at the last leg of the tour, so you know that's that's just tough on your voice in general but um yeah. uh what's what's his face up milo ackerman could like his his voice has gone through changes not necessarily bad changes but like oh you can hear like him singing like a punk singer him having to sing and learn how to sing better and then him like singing so he doesn't strain his voice <laughs> over the years yeah and when i was oh i think this is what i was saying too it's a good watch on youtube is there's this like little like 60 or not 60 second, but like a really short little clip of like people with like odd jobs. I think is what this like YouTuber like captures. And there's this like this lovely sweet lady and you like wouldn't know it from looking at her, but she's like a metal vocal coach. So she's like teaching these like people who are doing those like cookie monster, like guttural, you know, like, yeah. like very much that like death <laughs> the fuck thing, like how to take, it's like the sweetest, like, it's like, wow, what a field I you love, fell into. I love that. Well, cause like, it's like vocal coaches like go back, like, so, like, you know, like, like the same person who's a vocal coach for like, you know, Broadway singers can also teach that stuff. Cause it's all like, yeah. Like if you're the teacher, you have to know every range of singing, essentially. I uh, so it, it, I love I love when you see that kind of contrast. <laughs> um, but oh uh, going back to Sonic, what are what are some of y'all others favorite tracks, vocal or otherwise? I love I can't believe we have not brought this up yet. I love the entirety of the soundtrack of Sonic R. Sonicar is very good. What's the what's the main track again? The, main, the name the, of it. The main track is Supersonic Racing, but the, that's what the, it's, yeah. the the album is. Hang on, let me grab it. It's um yeah, it's Can You Feel the Sunshine? Living in the City, Back in Time, Work It Out, Diamonds in the Sky, Supersonic Racing, and Number One. The soundtrack was composed by Richard Jacques, and all of those songs are sung by T.J. Davis. They I love how I thought that you were listening to lyrics so, for a second. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. When you listed all the tracks, I thought those were lyrics because oh, that's no. kind of how like like Japanese lyric writing turned <laughs> yeah. into English. Well, no, I mean, I mean sometimes this song, this song, this soundtrack was composed by and sung by uh, uh, people from good old England. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. So it was. It wasn't like you wrote it. <laughs> you in don't Japanese have to say that. Jolly old England. Jolly old England. But yeah, I I adore that soundtrack, and I'm so happy that like the past couple of years, that soundtrack has been like becoming like uh, uh, an actual hit because I remember hearing those songs as a kid and thinking they were like the corniest of the of corny and like why the hell would you put songs like this into a Sonic the Hedgehog game? But then you listen to it now and you're like, oh, no, these songs fucking whip. They're amazing. And they are tame in their cheesiness compared to Sonic Heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for real. But like it's it's they're so charming and just the the instrumentation throughout all of them is so good. It's that perfect like late 90s pop. It's just it's yeah, it's and, so and fun. One of the things I wanted that just reminded me because that's a racing game. Uh, Crush 40 like before they were Crush 40, they went by Sons of Angels and then realized that name was taken. Uh, and with under that name, though, they did a NASCAR game track. Uh, oh, yeah. A NASCAR game uh, like soundtrack, like seven out of like the 10 songs on that album or them. And it's like, oh, that's so like fitting that they kind of like figure out their sonic sound with racing music because it's all about like it's speed and it's adventure and it's like the thrill of the of of going fast and and, and stuff like that. So it, it is it is very cool that there's that connection. Uh, and you know, it's, 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 they're cutting their teeth on fast music <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm looking through, I have a playlist on my, uh, iTunes of like all of the Sonic vocal tracks. So I'm like looking through it chronologically and like you can, there's like a shift between, I would say, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic 06, where the music starts to become a lot more like orchestral. Yeah, and a little bit yes. more um, like pop, uh, but like it's still in the spirit of how Crush 40 was formed. It is Jin Sinawe inviting a singer from a band he likes to come in and be the vocalist for these tracks. Yeah, like, like my my favorite song in all of Sonic is the theme song for Unleashed, um, Endless Possibility. I don't think that was June Sonoe. I think that was Tomoya Otani, but it's sung by Jarrett Reddick, the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. So the same guy you heard playing yeah! and singing 1985 <laughs> 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 is the Endless Possibility. But that's my favorite song in all of Sonic. I, I adore yeah. it. But he's an amazing, like, we're talking about amazing singers. He's an amazing singer. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was he's one of the Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, that's not what the measure I would use, but yes. He's Chuck um, E. Cheese. He's an amazing singer. You know, Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> him and his band go on tour. Do you know how many shows they do across the country every day? Yeah. Um, that I, guy, he, wait, he's the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, and he's been in a Sonic game? Yeah. What else yeah. is there to do? Two dimensions of furry. <laughs> you won. <laughs> you won. You're done. <laughs> um, no, but I, I he's one of those pop punk singers who like like kept up his voice very nicely. Like he it, it hasn't lost like uh, he hasn't lost it at all. Um, but uh, speaking he of Shadow of the Hedgehog. like a delight, it, too. Yeah. Uh, well, it was funny because. Uh, no, you're good. Um, my uh, my friend Griffin was telling me like he uh, during the pandemic, he was taking any um, 
uh, like uh, he was taking any interviews to to like do like a Zoom interview online or anything like that. I'm like, we like we really we super missed the train on this, but we could have gotten him on to talk about it. I I've, I've contacted him a couple times after, you know, after the, that like window he had open. But oh, I, I I'm so upset we didn't take him up on that. <laughs> We can find him. Chuck E. Cheese, if you're listening, <laughs> we can track please. <laughs> but but please, I have so many tickets. Our, our <laughs> lines are open for but wait, you. You can't, <laughs> you can't just say, and now Shadow the Hedgehog, continue. Let's, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, oh, okay, because like, first of all, I love this Edgelord soundtrack. <laughs> like, again, I'm so surprised Like, Linkin Park isn't on this track. Um, but I mm. uh, like I am all of me. I think is my favorite Crush Forty song of all time. Oh, hell it's just yeah. so like <laughs> new metal, and like it, it is. It, it feels so like uh, you ever heard of the band Spineshank, <laughs> which is a hell of a name. <laughs> uh, it was like no. one of my like early like scream. It's, it's they're not great, but uh, they were like one of my early like screamo metal like phase bands, and it has kind of that same just like that like that kind of grungy like effects heavy guitar just kind of like coming in and telling you like oh this yeah. is a fucking like edgy song and an edgy yeah. game he's got a gun and a motorcycle and the song matches <laughs> that edgy the edgy because <laughs> that was like that was the era that like because i was thinking about that like time era because i just recently bought shadow the hedgehog at a game store here in england which i realized i can't play on my english <laughs> or my American PS2, but I, st I have it and I'm very thrilled by it. But that track has the quintessential, like, if if a lot of the ones on Sonic Adventure 2 are, like, rock and then live and learn, I would categorize, and these are my opinions, but I would categorize live and learn as hard rock. But I think yes. this track, the Sonic, or the, the Shadow one, there's there's a moment that I call the, the windmill moment, and that's when you see metalheads fully whipping their hair around in a, like, windmill. <laughs> this song fully has that moment, and, like, even if you don't play music or you, like, you don't drum or, like, any, or, or play guitar, I don't play guitar, anything, you can tell, like, the second all the guitars are in and it has that just like pure heavy metal beat to it that's the yeah. windmill moment it's like oh this is I, now I think we this do, is now above live and learn yeah <laughs> we could do like a, a study where we like find people who have never heard of shout there he is <laughs> we could do I a study in our beat nintendo power <laughs> cover with Shadow <laughs> on his motorcycle. I, I love the I stickers remember, covering the gun. I know, I know, but <laughs> I, I remember getting this um, uh, this issue of Nintendo Power, and this was like a holy grail for me because it, like, it's such a badass cover. It's so good. I love it. Um, I don't care. I Shadow with a gun probably... and a motorcycle is fucking amazing, and they yeah. he should get both of those things back. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Give Shadow like, his gun back. Like, Shadow... <laughs> This game came out, and then I think like the Tim Burton Sweeney Todd had just like <laughs> was around this era too. Like we were deep in the thick of I, like I was yeah, certainly wearing black, all black and Lincoln Park T-shirts yeah. <laughs> at this exact moment in time. Lincoln yeah. Park was three years away from singing with Optimus Prime. 
but like so i was gonna say we could probably do like a blind study where it's like we find people who have never heard of shadow the hedgehog and don't know crush 40 and play i am all of me like in a metal like have a metal band play it and see if like they all start like whipping their hair and fucking head banging in <laughs> yeah. and i feel like they would like it, i feel like if they know it's from a sonic the hedgehog game they would just whip their heads even harder well, that's why it's a blind yeah. study. We have to figure out first if it's <laughs> But it definitely, like, even the, 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 like, beginning of that track has exactly, Sean, what you were talking about. Because when, when he starts singing, it ha- I don't know the vocal effect. It's it's not him doing it, but it's, like, editing and mixing. But it has that kind of, like, um, Marilyn Manson, like, uh, the weird, like, it sounds like the singer's talking and or singing into, like, a megaphone. But it's, like, yes. not... Not like loud, yes, but it has like, that. Yeah, it's the only way I can describe it is in the Feel Good Inc. Uh, music video where 2D is yes. like singing and they have them holding the megaphone, like you said. And so it's like kind of like that exact effect where it sounds like, why is he singing into a megaphone into a microphone? It works, but why is he doing it? Yeah, it's not like like little radio fry, and then he and then he comes out of it. I think a couple lyrics later, because I literally was I bang the song all the time, and like yeah, it's like it's yeah. like that. It's like a staple <laughs> of that era of like late two thousands, like this type of metal. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it, I, it, it, it is like. It truly is like, again, where it's it is really speaking to Johnny's like vocal range where like he can do both the like the metal of that time, like the like, I don't know what genre of metal you specifically you would categorize that as, but like that kind of like more shorter, choppier, like singing versus the glam metal or it's like he it's it's just always so impressive listening to uh, back and forth between like open your heart and then i am all of me and it's like holy shit that's like impressive range and they have a different they have a different Allison, like shade how, to them too yeah. yeah how do you feel about have you listened to the soundtrack for sonic frontiers and all of like the the metal music they brought in for the boss fights in that so I have not played Sonic Frontiers on the train yesterday. I was going to a wedding and I was listening to Sonic music. This is what the bride would have wanted. The brides would have wanted. Um, so I'm just blasting, <laughs> blasting Sonic music. And of course I was like, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, you know, like I'm exploring around, listening to some things off of colors, like some of the newer games that maybe I just haven't had the time because I'm an adult uh, to play. Yeah. So I got to a track called, I'm going to pull it up on, I think this is what you're talking about. So I got to a track called, um, um, where Undefeatable. Yeah. Holy fucking yeah, they, hell. Yeah. Undefeatable, <laughs> um, uh, Find Your Flame, and Break Through It All. Are those songs just. They're, so there's they're more. Okay. Fucking incredible. It's, it, it's oh funny. I've been like holding back died. on listening to it all the way, like that, that those, like all the tracks from that, because I know it's going to become like an obsession. I will not stop playing. <laughs> like, I need to like I, instead of putting it in my like giant playlist that I shuffle uh, all the time, mm-hmm. I will go to it and listen to it separately. So I don't like <laughs> become addicted to listening to this music forever. Well, I well, because Sonic, to, Sonic music has always had a bad effect on me. 
Right? Well, I was like, I don't want to like add to your addiction because now I uncontrollably want to play this game. I'm like, we got to, I got to get home from this wedding. I got to record a podcast, but I really (laughs) need to start Sonic Frontiers. But I will say from listening to Undefeatable, like, 10 times on the train today that is definitely hitting into like amazing like my favorite genre of metal and some metalheads will scrunch up their noses because metalheads are very opinionated but i really like power metal (laughs) which is slightly different i guess than symphonic metal but it's more or less i would say kind of the same thing but i like more of that power metal symphonic metal and there are definitely i could recommend you some like Swedish and English band, any and like a lot of European bands do it, but of course they exist everywhere. That sound please like that do. undefeatable, un- yes. undefeatable track. Yeah, yes. I was 100%. blown away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is what this is what I normally listen to. Do you have anything like the Sonic Frontiers soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, well, like I, well, the, the lead singer of of Undefeatable is Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens, and that. Those songs oh. made me go listen to Sleeping with Sirens. And I was like, hey, this is actually really fucking good. And now I want to like expand. And Sonic is to still more. to this day getting people into new music. It fucking yeah, whips. Exactly. Like, yeah, it, it is. It is so insane how many people I know who's like, including myself, whose music taste was defined by Sonic in at some point in their life. Oh my god! Like the fact that if, if Frontiers is like opening up more of this metal stuff, because in that now we're talking about you know like like these palettes and these tones to this music too. It's like the Shadow the Hedgehog opening theme is metal, but not in the same way that Undefeatable is because it's it's just yes. that different flavor. Yeah. But like like oh my god! Like the the guest vocal coming in, and I didn't know it was. You said Sleeping with Sirens. That oh my god! That's so cool like yeah I, I like I stopped in my tracks I was like we have to turn this train around my life is being altered at this very moment you're at the wedding like hey, I, I gotta get going a little bit early Why? oh I have to go listen to Sonic music some more <laughs> like I the music for the past couple years before I would say forces was like you had uh, Reach for the Stars you had like uh, Lost World and Generations didn't have vocal theme songs. Um, yeah. So like it was starting to fade away. And then Forces comes and you get fucking Hoobastank, Hoobastank doing yeah. the, uh, <laughs> yeah. fist bump. And then you have Danger Kids doing Infinite's theme, which also I'll get into Infinite's theme in a little bit because that's another song I fucking adore. Well- uh, so like, both so both Sonic, I mean, this has always been a thing where it's like they'll get, you know, these lesser or maybe not necessarily lesser. No, but like they'll, they'll get these artists to come in and collaborate on the Sonic thing. It's always been something. But like, I feel like the two biggest instances of that were Shadow and Sonic 06 because Shadow had like fucking Power Man 5000 on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Magnify and, and, and then Sonic 06 comes in with Zebra Head. I'm like, that is a weird pull and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I'm pretty sure that got me on the same head for a while. <laughs> yeah, again, again, Sonic is a very good way of introducing people to different yeah. types of music. Yeah, and now it's like, well, yeah. now we get Hoobastank and uh, <laughs> what's it? Uh, who was the other one? Um, Danger uh, Kids. Bowling for Soup. Yeah, and Bowling for Soup. And it's just like, yeah, like, like what a what a wild thing to be on a Sonic uh, soundtrack. <laughs> 
And one of my, one of my, not to jump to a different song too, but you're just like reminding me, cause I mentioned there was like, that we were talking about Ted Poli and Tony and uh, Johnny, of course. And then I said there was a fourth. So a fun yes. little nugget that like, I like to throw out there. And I don't know if it's that interesting, but uh, the the game, it's it's not a popular Sonic game, but the one, the one with the rings, oh, that's a horrible way to start off a Sonic game. The one with the <laughs> rings, Sonic, all Sonic of them. Series. Series. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yes. A little bit more specific than any Sonic game ever. Um, so that opening theme is done by uh, Steve Conte. And that name mm -hmm. sounded so familiar because we all remembered that track because it was, you know, memeable and stuff like that. And then I was like, why does this person sound familiar? Because I'd never known who had sung it. And then I looked at him up and he, he used to be in New York Dolls. So he's like, New York punk rock dude. And he's got a killer voice. And then I looked up and I was like, oh my God, he's the singer of some of those cowboy bebop tracks. He's the singer of In the Rain, which is one of my oh. favorite cowboy bebop songs. I thought that like, I never would have put those two songs together and been like, oh, this is the same person. But like In the Rain is a beautiful, like the one of the most beautiful songs ever. Like I love that song. Like, that's literally like if it's raining and you're having a bad day, go outside and take a walk and listen to that song. <laughs> but he's singing, he's singing this like the secret rings sonic song and it's it blew my mind. I oh my god. Know that. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at his wiki. Like he worked on like Wolf's Rain, Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell, yeah, Stadium yeah, yeah. Complex. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he worked with Yoko Kano and he's a lot. Like, That's amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll, and he's um, just like, like just if wanna... you look up a picture of if you look up a picture of him, he's just like the like like looks like he's like straight out of like the Ramones or something. It's just like this like punk yeah, rock fucking like this New is York his dude. Wikipedia picture. <laughs> This is his Wikipedia picture okay, right see. now from 2011. Oh shit! <laughs> he fucking looks like uh, what's his name? I, uh, um, Lou Reed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of uh, of how band members look, it looks like they let Shadow into Power Man 5000 after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, this era, this era of of, yeah. of new battle bands. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, I it's want so it to. Good. Come back yes yeah this is this is like, how i want to dress <laughs> <laughs> honestly i respect it because i'm like I, I, at first i was gonna make fun i'm like you know what nah man if i could walk around dressed like that hell yeah <laughs> it's it's like a sleeveless um, leather jacket it's great <laughs> Yeah, you know, when when just your middle is is cold enough for <laughs> yeah. a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's basically like a, like a like a sauna jacket. You just want to sweat out <laughs> your torso specifically. Um Chris, what's your favorite uh, version of his world from uh Sonic 06? I like um the uh uh Let's see. Um, I have it on my there, Okay, so there's the Zebrahead full version where the full band is doing it. There is the Zebrahead singer doing it to like the orchestral version, and then there's I like the that one version. I like the orchestral. The, the version. orchestral. Yeah. That I am one, a sucker. I am a sucker for like good rock music with an orchestra, an orchestra behind backing. it. Like, yeah. like I Hell mentioned, yeah. how uh, "Endless Possibility" is my favorite Sonic song. It always has been. But then the Nate wants to battle version from the symphony with the orchestra boosted it up again like that. It fucking it's it's so 
good. I don't know what it is about like rock music with with strings behind it that just really gets me. It's very like it is also one of my favorite. And I I should be going back and listening to the symphony more because of that. But like it it it, it fucking whips. And, and like I, I also like the regular Zebrahead version too. But like they slow it down for the like the more orchestral version, uh, oh. and it makes it a better song. Um, yeah. but then what there's also, um, you like Silver's theme from 06, right? Yes. Um, Dreams of an Absolution by Lee Brotherton. That's great. Like, I love the, the techno styling of it. What's really interesting is I read, um, an interview with Lee Brotherton about, um, the creation of that song. And he said the lyrics are based on his emotions when he had a breakup with his boyfriend. So it is a undeniably queer sonic song but like it, I, I always forget about that yeah it's it's i really enjoy that song and then he did a song for one of the sonic and sega racing games called um so much more that also is very goddamn good um but yeah like i i like i like crush 40s version of all hail shadow um, like all three of the theme songs in Sonic 06 are very good. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I kind of want to get into Infinite's theme from Forces for a second. Please yeah. go for it. Uh, I, I love that song so much because I just went on a huge rant on Twitter earlier today about why I like Infinite as a character and why I think he has so much potential that Sega's not, uh, looking at. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I adore this song and it has the silliest lyrics like uh, <laughs> just the, the first goddamn like verse. Oh, is, no, like it, people mistake Shadow for the Edgelord. Infinite no. is the fucking Edgelord. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 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 I, I want to do a whole episode on Infinite and his potential. But like the like I am the tallest of mountains. I am the roughest of waves. I am the toughest of terrors. I am the darkest of days. I'm the last one that's standing. Don't try to stand in my way because I've been up against better. Just take a look at my face like God, these, ly these lyrics were written through like eyes looking through hair in his face like yeah yeah like he's wearing he, he's wearing a mask and like you can just the mask is is you, you only see one eye through his mask and yeah it's basically because the other side is covered with emo bangs it's so I just, it's so I just, good i just looked up the character look up? yeah while you were saying that and they, they put it in a heartwarming way when you read the lyrics chris it did sound like like affirmations you would say into the mirror to like make you like every day yeah. you say it in the morning to like make yourself feel the better. Therapist so. recommended affirmations yeah. like God. Yeah, yeah, infinite like every day he wakes up, he looks at his reflection in his mask and he's like, Cause if you're messing with me, I am a dangerous weapon. I am the sharpest of blades. I'll cut you down in a second. My favorite lyric in the entire song is Cause I was born in this pain. It only hurts if you let it. Like, fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm not gonna lie. I, I do want to point out that his. <laughs> oh, go ahead, John. 
I'll go for it. No, no, you first. I, I have gonna, to find an image. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, if you're looking for a tattoo idea still, that lyric is bomb. <laughs> yeah. You know and what? The, I've, been, I've been wanting to get a tattoo of Tails <laughs> flying and carrying Sonic, but I was always like, I don't know what artist I would ask to design that. I think you just solved my problem. I don't need art. I need <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> um, I So... It, the infinite action figure just kind of looks like, yo, well, yo, yo, I'm the tallest of mountains, man. <laughs> I have been searching high and low in every mountain and valley to find this fucking figure, and I can't find it anywhere. I'm so angry. <laughs> um, I, so the 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 last uh, the last song I'll talk about. Wait, do I have any other talk about? Uh, we talked about fist bump, which I really like. It's such a fucking like amp up track you are sonic's best friend is the theme of that song (laughs) uh very quickly i'll mention like i used to play the uh sonic x uh dub theme song uh on repeat a bunch too uh as well as the uh sonic saturday morning cartoon theme song uh fast thing alive uh both of those are yeah both of those are like again like at almost every corner like Sonic is formative to my music taste. It's it's uh, I didn't like I I knew it was a little bit, but every like the more we got into this topic, I'm like, oh, my God, holy shit. I think like I only listened to Sonic music when I had a CD player uh, and 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 really far into having an iPod. And then eventually I'm like, oh, wait, I should probably look up other music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, I, I, I like the magnified tracks from Shadow. Um, apparently the uh, what is it? Um, hold on, I had it written down. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, oh, uh, this is who I am by Magnify was apparently supposed to be the the main song, and then Crush Forty wrote "I Am All of Me" and that replaced it. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if that was originally a song written for the game or if they just wrote in. We're going to use it. I'm pretty um, sure but- it, it was like it. it's almost certain it was written for the game. I think it was because um, uh, uh, Magnify's song. I think I remember reading that like it wasn't finished in time. So they felt uh, so they like got us mm. another song that Crush 40 did for it. And they just um, fucking knocked it out. <laughs> yeah, well, in that soundtrack, I also I love uh, Crush 40's Never Turn Back because it, it is the most Bon Jovi ass song in a Sonic game. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot to talk about Yeah, that, that one, like, when you hear, like, Johnny do, like, the whoa, whoa, I'm like, holy shit, you can just do this with your voice? <laughs> um... Uh, any other songs we want to talk about before we start to wrap up uh, anything else like about Sonic music? In I will say real quick, um, uh, uh, Emerald Coast from Sonic Adventure <gasps> one. There is yeah. a lyric version of that. Uh, <gasps> uh, what? Yeah, let me pull it up. It's in Japanese, but um, oh, Google interesting. June Sinoe. Red. While you're doing that, I'll talk about how like um, uh, so like. We were talking about this before we were recording, but uh, Allison, you were looking up Crush 40 and my name was on the Wikipedia because I wrote <laughs> an article for fan. But yeah, I completely forgot about it. And then you brought I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia. Um, it shocked and, me. Uh, we were, yeah. Um, so I, I got I interviewed Johnny for that. Um, I wasn't able to interview him directly because I guess he was about to go on tour. So he um, 
he answered my Lame. questions in a recording. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess so. He talked about like, I uh, uh, what was it? Um, he, he talked about how like he would like Jensen was a fan of Hardline. Uh, and that's why he brought him on and that like they formed the band together. It wasn't just like, uh, oh, Sega wants you to do more. Like they were like, this is something cool. Let's keep doing this. Uh, and it's just like this. It is such like I don't want to romanticize it, but it's such a delightful relationship between a very like a glam rocks, very American, I feel like. Um, and like or, or very uh, Western. Uh, so it's very interesting to see this is like very like Western rock oriented singer and this Japanese video game, uh, you know, um, composer having like a lifelong friendship because of Sonic the Hedgehog. There's <laughs> something so delightful about that to me. <laughs> I wonder. Um, was I wonder- this the? Oh, gone. I was gonna say I wonder though because uh, glam rock is like so like his. I could talk forever about glam rock. It's like so submitted like in the like eighties. Hollywood Boulevard, like the Whiskey A Go Go, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But hair metal and glam metal is also very popular in in Japan, and I, I bet it has a different term for it. And of course, there's, you know, for and I won't speak out of my butt, but of course, there's different things called like like visual K or something like that, and yeah. and like different forms of metal yeah. they're doing. But those like like when speaking of Mr. John Bon Jovi, like when if you watch videos of him in like you know like 1986, 19- in Japan like that that glam metal was a huge thing over there so I don't I don't know maybe how June and, and Johnny met you probably could speak oh more yeah to that, I just meant like I think it is it's, it's birthplaces from like oh, a yeah, very yeah, western yeah. place yeah yeah um the and then spray. the only thing I was gonna say <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the other thing I was gonna say about uh some of the stuff I learned about the the article was that like he yeah. he talks about um like not really realizing how big it was and then he was in like he was in a van with a bunch of like people who were doing panels at like uh, Comic-Con because they were being transported, I think, uh, to to their location for their uh, f- for like shows and stuff. Uh, and he introduced himself like, hi, I'm Johnny from Crush 40. And they're like, oh, we know who you are. And then like <laughs> they, they 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 proceed to tell him like, oh, you are like an ic- iconic part of this fandom. Like there is an undeniable like you, you cannot separate you from Sonic. And he's like, holy shit. <laughs> I love that. Um, I thought it was like a show yeah. shocking too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, uh, sorry. Now you were you were talking about the the lyric version of Emerald Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just dropped off the um the the link in our chat, but it's in Japanese. But he sang it with. Let me get the the or he played it. He didn't sing it, but um uh. The singer is Junko Noda. So let me see if she was in any specific Japanese band or anything. Um, uh, speaking of original, there was uh, the before, like the demo for Open Your Heart was laid, was done, sung by uh, Eizo Sakamoto uh, before he was like, I want to get the guy from Hardline to sing on this. <laughs> I, I, I want to. that ability. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, though, like when when you have like Japanese composers who are like, I'm a big fan of this band that Americans have never heard of. Right. Like, it's just I love that. Like, there's something so powerful about like having that kind of niche musical taste and bringing it and, and not just being like, I listen to this and it inspires me. It's like, no, I want to bring people over from this into my work. I want to collaborate with people who 
like who you might not have heard of if I didn't collaborate with them. Not for that purpose, obviously, but like it's it's so great the origins of this. Uh, the singer Junko Noda, um, she's more of a voice actress than anything, and she voiced um, Tashigi in One Piece. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> um, but yeah, I, any other any other t- any other songs or specific music to bring up? I guess the one that I feel like we we briefly mentioned and we jumped around, and I, I feel like legally obligated to go back to City Escape. <laughs> yeah, uh, mainly. Oh, my God, yes. oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to talk about, like we went through like the singers, and of course, like Tony and Ted are, are both credited on it. But I think the biggest thing of Sonic music for me, and in my this is my sappy Sonic moment, is like we were talking about earlier how like. You know, some of these, you know, big franchises like Super Mario and Zelda. And the other one that I was kind of like read, not that I forgot what Pokemon music was, but like I was re listening to some of the game music. And it also is still very orchestral, like the beginning to like Pokemon Red and Blue. And I think even so Gold and Silver, it's very fanfare It's almost like, you know, the beginnings to Star Wars. There's like very John williams you know, like fanfare here we go you know the movie's about to start the game's about to start but like city escape when like sonic adventure 2 and it comes in with the base this is all where i was leading up to is that wonderful classic (laughs) insane like i wanted my bassists in my band to play city escape and he looked at me and he was like absolutely not (laughs) like it's like the slap bass in that (laughs) is insane and i think the main thing about it and why it why it's the to me it's my perfect like my favorite sonic track is because that's how well like when you describe music like city escape is bouncy because of that bass and what else is bouncy is freaking sonic he's bouncing all over the place going yeah, through you know I, like i feel like city escape serves levels. a couple of purposes yeah. where it's like first of all it's it's a smack to the face of like <laughs> fucking here's what this game is fast paced and in and 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 rocking and badass and fun and fast but it's also like this kind of this like this build up of like like i'm trying to i'm trying to find the words to describe it it's like it is this transition of like Oh yeah, Sonic's in trouble, but he's still Sonic, and he's still fast, and he's still gonna have a good time. Like he is having a fun time <laughs> running away from the government. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it, oh. it's described best in the lyrics: uh, "Danger is lurking around every turn. Trust your feelings. Got to live and learn." Right there yeah. is like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like it, it is the like metaphor it, like metaphorically this song is like sonic is going to run away from the cops but then also jump in the air do a little air guitar riff and keep going like, he's gonna do a style he's gonna be a criminal yeah, exactly style. It, it, yeah. i love it so much and i i do have uh i i one of my favorite bands is called prince uh prince daddy and the hyena which is a very weird name Ooh. i know uh but they did a cover of it and it's like they're they're like at this <gasps> point they were a little bit more screamy pop punk but like uh they did a cover of of it and it's so insane to think that like the 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 line that i can draw from sonic to me listening to punk also influenced this band who like <laughs> clearly were sonic fans as a kid and then got into punk it's i, I love it so much 
I'm so excited to listen to this track that you dropped in. And I will say, like, uh, as my my final thoughts of as the, the drummer to be weird and jump in. But I think that's why Sonic Music with that bass, that very, very bouncy bass, and it's very melodic. That's why even people who aren't musicians, like City Escape, I think, really catches your ear because you finally hear the bass for the first time. Because most, most, like, even pop punk songs and, and bands that I love, like, like My Chem and, you know, pop punk and whatnot, like, they're usually playing a... a a, a note in the power chord so you usually don't hear it unless like it's mixed in a certain way that you do want to hear the bass this is not me calling out that you can't hear basses in songs i do not want any basses <laughs> but but like you super hear it because it, they're playing the, the the bassist in 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 the track like it, it they're playing in a totally different melody to what's going on so it pops and i think sonic music also really works in a lot of the tracks that we've talked about but also in city escape is yeah it's a, it's a fast tempo but drumming wise there's a lot more snare hits which is a the best transition to what Sean you're talking about is that's punk. It's a, it's a lot more oompa, 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 yes. not like a polka. And, and but Sonic like, Adventure 2 is my first yeah. one before Sonic Adventure. Yeah. So like it, it is absolutely like the 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 third eye opening moment. <laughs> yeah, because it because it hits faster when when you when you do double up snare because when you have more of like like the classic rock, like well, classic rock in a real way, like ACDC is almost more like bluesy rock because it's, you know, like a bukka. I'm like stupidly saying this into a podcast, but like, it's like, it's like that classic, like rock, like four on the floor is like what they call it usually. But Sonic music is that punk. Like we're, we're, we're really going, we're hitting the snare more often. And I, but I would like to go on record and somebody can prove me wrong, but I think city escape is the first video game soundtrack song like in a game to have slap bass and i think that blew a lot of kids minds <laughs> hell yeah i i was gonna say too i think that like the bass being so off from the rest of the song kind of it, it kind of like fits to the thing too because it's like here's you know an anthropomorphic hedgehog snowboarding down a real San Francisco, yeah. basically. So it, it is kind of like it does. It does also kind of serve to fit the whole like fish out of water thing where it's like he is trying to run fast and escape. He is the music running fast and escaping. But the city is like this different, you know, rhythm and beat all together. Uh, and he's kind of interrupting that. So it's it is a very it's like one of the mo like you cannot if you cannot separate this track from this level like it, it is it is so perfectly tuned to it. That truck still gives me anxiety, though. Every time. Every time that truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, unless there's anything else you want to add, Chris or Allison, I think the that most, about does the it. The most I can oh. say is <clears throat> it's the same thing. We, we did an episode forever ago about how Sonic inspires us. But like the most... The most I can say is that a lot of the songs, a lot of my favorites are the ones that are genuinely inspiring to me where it's like, yeah, I will reach for the stars, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mario um, ain't got so that, that. Mario ain't got a song that makes me feel like I can kill God. Yeah, Mario's, <laughs> Mario's just like... Yeah, <laughs> Mario has not fought several, you know, <laughs> ethereal gods. <laughs> um, so that does it for our main topic of conversation. Uh, Allison, we do a game called Dropping Rings on this where I present oh. some Sonic merchandise for you. 
and you have to guess uh, uh, what the price is. Uh, and I have, I have, I have found uh, some music-related ones. Uh, so first off, Chris, Chris, you'll like this one. It's, uh, it's the Sonic R soundtrack. Uh, hey! Yeah. Oh, should I just send you the the link? Oh, no, yeah. On, I'm not clicking click it. That. I'm not clicking it. Okay. Good. Thank you. I. I because then you could see the press. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm out of practice on this. Um, okay, so we have the Sonic R soundtrack. And on the on the cover, I want to read the little uh, lyric <laughs> or, or poem or description. Reach Please. for a new dimension. Ready for a new excitement. Road leads you to new to a new world. Rivals are here. Race it for the victory. R is it. Words to Hell yeah. By. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's now, not as good. It's not, it's not as good and like driven as the ones on the cover of the games, like the uh, "Don't Make the Sun Laugh at You" from Sonic CD. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. It uh, it 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 it's, it works. It's also weird that this is an adventure. Piece yeah, of I'm art. pretty sure this is like. It, it, it could have been like uh, you know what though that could be uh, the Satoshi Okano like uh, art that they that they eyes. would like use for releases. Oh, that's true. That's true. Didn't have him in that game. Well, this might be. <laughs> he didn't have <laughs> eyes. Just well, <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't have uh, green eyes. He just had like all oh, black okay, eyes, like sorry. a cartoon. <laughs> I didn't yeah. hear Sonic that. I was, R was like, classic what? Sonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a little did well, you know Sonic was originally blind. He's really <laughs> okay. Bruce was um, his original Regardless, <laughs> let me know what you think. What, what do you think the price is on this? Give me your I'm best I'm going guess. to say, I don't know why, but like the minute you sent it to me, I guessed $52. Oh, okay. $52? Yeah. I don't is know it, why. I just feel like a 52 Is this an original? Okay. Am I allowed to ask a question? Is this an original or is uh, it? I have no idea. Reprint? I just okay. It, once Chris pointed that out, I'm like, oh shit, this may not be some. <laughs> this, is, this is an original because I have the digital soundtrack and it has this art on it. Okay. So this is the original soundtrack. I just don't know why they used a Sonic Adventure piece of art for it. Right. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit higher because. Fans are you, you want your stuff for collecting. I'm going to go with 80. OK, uh, US, Chris, sorry, US dollars. Again? Mine okay. was 52 because <laughs> I can see it's 2310 yen initially, but I am going to guess it got jacked up because it's Sonic. And Okay, um, so you, uh, I'm uh, I'm so sorry. I zoned out twice. Uh, you said 300. <laughs> no, I said 52. You said 52. Okay, so both of you are very off. It is 304 dollars. What? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, I, again. I don't know if it's original. That's why it's like who who do you think you're fooling trying to uh, sell it like this? Um, wow. Okay, so uh, next up we have well, the. What um, if we put my guess so in pounds? <laughs> would I would I have been right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, so next up we have. Um, oh. We can talk about this game soundtrack, like the actual yes. the actual soundtrack. This is a game uh, that shows you like a lot of good, um, uh, like all of the like actual level songs sound like the areas of the world they're from oh, with the instrumentation. It's this. really good. Yeah. So uh, this was um, 
this was known as uh, Sonic Unleashed here, but in uh, Japan, it was called Sonic World Adventure. Uh, and the main premise of the game is that you are trying to put the planet back, planet back together after it's been like, like I like separated from each other. The continents I, are like separated from each other. Not the continents. The whole planet Sorry, the, got cracked yeah, in like pieces. The, yeah, exactly. Oh, so that's oh, why you, yeah. the album for this is called Planetary Pieces. Uh, and this is a it, here's some hints for the prices. It is an original uh, Japanese soundtrack. Uh, it appears like it still has wrapping around it. So what do we think this is going for? Oh, boy. See, um, now I'm using Chris's technique of like, all right, well, it's it was forty three hundred yen originally. Well, I was totally <laughs> off. I was completely <laughs> off. That's the thing. Yeah. Because forty three hundred yen would only be like 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly okay. not going to be 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... three CDs. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say, and it's still wrapped. Um, watch it be less than Sonic R soundtrack for some reason. Um, okay. I'm going to say... 150. Okay. Allison? 500 US dollars. <laughs> oh, you're over and under. It is 209. Oh, <laughs> this is much uh, closer. I yeah. went from like, well, it's three, it's three CDs. So if we take 200 and just <laughs> double it a lot. <laughs> um. Okay. So now this is one I didn't know existed. It is the Sonic X soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which I guess Run and Gun did <gasps> most of the songs. It's very nice looking uh, and it appears. I, I don't know if it's also been still in rapping, but it, it, it oh, appears no, this in is, very this good is, condition. It looks like this is just one of the intros. It's not the whole soundtrack. It? Yeah, it's, it's just sing, one it's of the intros. The song. Well, you're correct. Yeah, it's a, okay, it's a yeah, single because yeah. the song is uh, Mirai. Oh, OK, OK. My, my, my mistake then. Um, so this is. Uh, it's oh yeah, it's an, it's a single of one of the ending themes. Okay, yeah, this is new new. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I'm just reading off the eBay listing. Uh, 2003 <laughs> Sonic X Sonic the Hedgehog music CD soundtrack running on Mirai ending. So it's the ending soundtrack. It looks yes, like. it's one of the endings. Um, okay, if it's just a single, but still still wrapped, I'm gonna say 75. 75. All right. I just gotta say the art on the back is so cute. I love it so much. Or it's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, the it's, it's got the barcode. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a solid hundred U.S. dollars. You know, what? I'm gonna give that to you <laughs> to you because it's a hundred and nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, we have we have one more CD, and then I have a few other fun ones to share with you. Uh, we have the vocal mini album uh from sonic adventure songs with attitude ah yeah this album oh i would murder someone for this i i love the titles of the like adventure era sonic albums because like this one's like songs with attitude the sonic heroes one is triple threat it's like (laughs) it it fucking it it rocks (laughs) 
Oh, this is um, a track we didn't so talk about, but I love It Doesn't Matter. Another great. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like the, the Sonic Adventure version more than the Adventure 2 version. I like 2 better, personally, but... Um, mm, agree to disagree, Sean. It's a little more like... I, I think I like the surf rockiness to the 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 second one. Uh, but anyway, this is Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> uh, Sonic Adventure songs with Attitude, Uh uh, vocals CD mini album uh, and it has six tracks on it. Uh, it doesn't appear wrapped, but it's in good condition. It has the original inserts and stuff like that. Uh, what are we thinking? And it is original Japanese version. This isn't an yes. English release. Version. Yeah, like, this is um, the original 500. OK. All right. Chris is in the same vein as me, because this is one that I'm like, not that I wouldn't want to own any of these, but this is the one where I'm like, I would throw down money for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I would, too. But um, it's not going to be I can't I won't be able to afford this. Oh, yeah. no, this is like, <laughs> We have to live in our houses. Um, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say I don't want to be too close, but I think I think we're in the right alley. I, maybe I'll do 100 more. I'll do 600. I'm, fe- I'm feeling good. You're both very off. Either of you could afford this if you want to fight over it. It's fifty-five dollars. Whoa! Oh, what? Cool. With, with eighteen dollars Japanese shipping, which is not that bad. Damn. Well, we yeah, ask uh, so. so. <laughs> yeah, and every yeah, every time every time we have like put something that's really good up uh, and then release the episode, and somebody didn't buy it first, one of the people listening to the episode bought it immediately. <laughs> hmm. Oh my so God. so jump on that before that happens. Um, okay, so I don't want to ship uh, something from Japan sorry, to is... England. That's going to be so yeah. far. <laughs> so now that you have uh, now that you have your your Sonic CDs, you're going to want something to play them on. So uh, <gasps> what about this lovely Jazzwares Sonic the Hedgehog CD player boombox radio Sega Vintage works great. First so of all, I've always condition. loved that art of Sonic DJ. Oh, me too. I love the DJ Sonic. <laughs> so how much we think this is going for it? You know, this is the, the best way is like getting the mindset of like a toy from 2000s, you know, about that, you know, hard to find, but not everyone's clamoring for it. Forty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is technically a toy. I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a kid's first boombox. <laughs> this is art. What are you? Excuse you. <laughs> Chris said uh, forty five. I think yeah. the Sonic radio stays on during sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, my, my question is, this better be affordable because I want this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take your best guess. All right. Chris said 45. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I don't want it to be more expensive, but I have a feeling it might be. Uh, I'm going to do I'm going to do 150. Which I hope it's not. Oh, it is. <laughs> It is $60 if you want it now. Act Damn! Fast. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, maybe I, you want to bring your music per- on I the might, go. <laughs> I might purchase this. <laughs> Please. So, you know, maybe I you want to listen to your music. The aren't crusty. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe, but it, sure, it's a nice it, it set, like, a display it. piece. 
I might say it in the listing. Well, well, I'll, I'll do the research. I'll yeah. do proper research. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next one, maybe you want to bring your music on the go, right? Instead of uh, listening to it on this boom box. You have a nice pair of Jazzwares <laughs> uh, Sonic earbuds. Uh, wh- what? What's wrong with this face? I don't know. What? <laughs> as seen on games. Yep. And yeah. as seen on games. Yep. Comfort style and sound. That's what the Jazzwares <laughs> figures always say. They always say as seen on games. It's so funny. Um, now, how much do you think for this high quality headphone? This pair of high quality headphones. <sighs> I like. I want to say either $13 or like $2.95. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's either like a little too much for a pair of headphones or way too little, but good. Um, hmm. I'm going to say. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say a nice even five. Okay. Five hundred dollars. Just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm gonna. I'll shoot for a twenty. Maybe I'll, I'll give. I'll give this 20? company. Oh my a, god! A break. It is nineteen ninety nine. That is correct. What, uh, what the hell? No. <laughs> well, well, it's also ten dollars of shipping, and you know you want to protect those, so it's a two ninety nine three three year protection plan from Allstate included on eBay. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I protect might. those babies. <laughs> I might have left America, but I know things are 1999. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I have two more for you here. Um, perhaps the earbuds aren't your style. Maybe you want more, you know, uh, like, like higher quality. No, uh, these are all. <laughs> yeah. These are so dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another picture of them in box. Um so maybe you want some of these instead. These are a rare BioWorld Sonic the Hedgehog uh, headphones, Sega Shop UK, new sealed out of print. Oh, man, those rock. They're very, the, the, I really like the art on the side. Uh, yeah, my, with just my, the blue outlines. Yeah, my, my headphones that I'm wearing right now, I got from BuzzFeed and like the cushioning around the ears is completely torn up, so it's just the foam on the side of my face. I need, I need oh, a new no. pair, and I fucking want these. <laughs> uh, well, take your guess as to how much they are. It's gonna be like six hundred dollars. You, your is that your guess? That's my guess. Okay. I, the jack, the jack looks so big on it. Is that it? it that's that normal. I mean, that would be weird if it was like uh, amp size. All right, I'm asking questions. I don't no, even. I don't think um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go again with the 150 answer and made 150 British pounds, which is basically 150 U.S. dollars. <laughs> OK, I was going to say, don't make me do the conversion. From the UK, 150 USD. Um, uh, OK, so they're a hundred dollars. You're both you or you are so close, Allison, so close. Uh, they're, if, they're only a hundred. They're only a hundred. Do, do you want fuck? me to send you this link? <laughs> <laughs> the link you is being to, sent. I, I you have to rename yeah. this segment. Here's the time to spend money in our podcast. <laughs> this now, is the real money but, zone. Now, Chris, yeah. if you do buy these, may, may I offer uh, a nice accessory to go with it? A, a headphone holder to hold those headphones. <gasps> That's so cute. That's not how you wear headphones, so this is, silly. This is uh, for uh, it's called gaming heads. H e d apostrophe z. 
uh, and this is the official Sonic Hedgehog headphone stand. Uh, and uh, the, yeah, it's it's literally just like a salt. Like this could very well just be an orb you put your headphones on, it's but just, it's Sonic it's, themed. Y- well, it's also like it's just a bust of Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you see, it you, has multiple you'll see purposes. this in the haunted mansion. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, he's wearing it not by his ears, which is really funny. Well, he never um, does. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he wants to. How feel much the do music. we think this is? <laughs> this this one, I'll give you a hint. This one is the most like. Maybe like like reasonably and or like reasonably second market. Does that make sense? Like it's not so far off from its original pricing. Mm, I want to say like probably like forty five dollars. Maybe I don't know how. Okay. Like well, w- what is it made of? Um, I- I'm pretty sure it's just like plastic. Like it- it's like vinyl. Uh, you know, like it it it. it- it's got to be like solid on the head. Like that can't be hollow. I think for a good point. Uh, I'm going to bump it up to 65. It's probably like the same as the game controller, the yes. game control holders. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say 65. All right. Allison. Oh, this is stressful now. I'm looking at his cute little eyes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I may, maybe I'll, I'll swoop in and do, do the 40. I'll, I'll take Chris's. No. Okay, it is right in the center, so I'm going to give it to you collectively. It's fifty-two dollars. Oh wow! <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you can find this anywhere, like for first market, like like from the seller, but uh, it is kind of cute. It <laughs> is so. Cute. If I didn't have a, a headphone hole already, um, that that has been dropping rings. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's my favorite part of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm um, so mad now, that I know about this CD player now. <laughs> like. <laughs> you're gonna be like leaning like back in your chair just like do i need this <laughs> um and then th- that about does it we normally talk about the news but we've been going for a little long we won't we won't uh we won't slog too far with that um that does it thank you so much for joining us it, it has been a delight i i have loved your input on all the sonic music yeah this has um, been fantastic I yeah, want to have uh, you please. back and we can talk about uh, Sonic Underground and all the music. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, please uh, tell everyone where they can find you and your work and about all the bands and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. And seriously, thank you so much for inviting me on. I hope I remembered singers names correctly and what bands they're in. I'm like so nervous. <laughs> I said something wrong. But no, and if so not, you're great. fine. Who cares? All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get a call later from Tony Harnell and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, you, you two are a delight. And I've, I've followed you for a while. And I think I've, I've met Sean briefly and well, yeah we hiked we hiked but i haven't met you yet chris yeah we really want to. no yeah we yeah. have not met yet but yeah no this was a delight i love sonic music i'm i want to play frontiers so badly uh but yeah uh, you can find me at my delightful username celtic tampon on most uh <laughs> social medias i think on twitter i have a the so it's the celtic tampon if that site is still alive uh, when this podcast comes out. Uh, but on anything else, uh, it's usually Celtic Tampon and Battle of the Bands uh, is around and we're we're working hard and we very, very much so support uh, currently while this podcast is recording the uh, writer's strike and now the uh, SAG-AFTRA joining yes. them. Yeah. Uh, so as much as we are powering through to get things 
over the line and, you know, maybe get our show going in a professional way, uh, we definitely respect that. And yeah, we're just rocking and rolling. And we got a lot of cool musicians and artists uh, on our show. So if you want more rock and metal, uh, we definitely have that. Yes, please support Battle of the Bands. It looks like such a cool project. I really want to see it. Oh, it looks so good. I want to <laughs> see it happen. So do I. Um, in my tears. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Chris, where can they, can, can they find you? Uh, C underscore Dobbins on Twitter. C Dobbins Art on Instagram. C Dobbins I have commissions open. <gasps> Yay! Yes, commission Chris. Um, and, uh, you can follow me at Shoney, your son. Uh, I am on a hiatus from Twitter. So, you know, follow me. I'll, I'll, I'll hop in there to promote some things I'm writing and doing and working on. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I don't know. Don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, I'm also on. Don't Blue talk Sky. to People me until I've there. had my morning job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, and you can follow the podcast at Sonic Pod on Twitter. Um, we will uh, upload the uh, the episode there, and and you know we we didn't post too many uh, links and pics, but we will share those there so you can follow along. Uh, and um, yeah, that about does it. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, will you will you please join us in our our sign off, uh, which is <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, this line from Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, where we on three, we all say it together. <laughs> well, Sean, you, I, I didn't hear it. You didn't hear? It? Oh, I haven't been playing it. Oh, dang it! Uh, it, it was the "We all did it together" tales line read from <laughs> from Sonic Adventure Two. Yes. Damn, I thought I had my thing connected. No, I did um, not hear it. Unfortunately, I was like, "Wait a minute, what is happening?" <laughs> no, oh, dang it. Okay, well, uh, hopefully, it captured it on the record. Um, so it's uh, it's where he's like, we all did it together from the end of uh, Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So uh, on three, uh, one, two, three. We, we all, all did, did it, it together. together. <laughs> it never lines up. Don't worry. It's not uh, supposed to. <laughs> That, that Thank makes you it so better. much for joining us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank course. you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye. See ya.